What's going on, Spooky fans? Welcome to another episode here of a Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. I'm your chillin' host, Ruben. I don't have a clever line this week. Hi, I'm Quinn. <laughs> and and uh, welcome to Ashley the Concession Stand. This is going to be one of our snack episodes um, while we wait for the big movie to, to finish playing with the you know the trailers and all that other good stuff. So grab your snacks, grab your popcorn, grab whatever you're wanting to, and uh, come join us in this discussion of yeah. this uh, the movie this week that we kind of went over. Um, so the movie that... I kind of picked is more um you you do have to watch it it's very much like paranormal activity style um you know in third person right found footage almost yeah found footage yeah Blair Witch Project kind of style like that so it the the story premise is actually pretty basic but again it's one of those ones that you have to actually watch so I do recommend that you do watch it it actually was pretty neat so the one that we watched was uh, always watching always watching a Marble Hornets story. That's right. So, if you don't know Marble Hornets, uh, you will know one of their, I want to say vehicle, I guess. Um, to me, they're the people that put Slenderman into the general consciousness. Like, it was always on the internet, but they made it into something huge. Yeah, very much so. Um, I heard about Marble Hornets for a very long time. They were one of the first, to me, big people on YouTube. Uh-huh. They they made a career out of YouTube. Uh, this is a spinoff, is what it was is marketed as. Was yeah, a spinoff. It, it's a paranormal movie about Slenderman. Yeah. So uh, Ruben about found footage of it all. Ruben thought I fell asleep <laughs> during this movie. Um, what happened is I went turtle because movies like this um, it has very similar uh, theming. I guess, to It Follows. And anything with a monster or a creature that is unceasingly just it coming at you, but it's not aggressive, it's just always there. Yeah. You turn around and it's just standing there. It's not menacingly following you. It's just there. <laughs> Freak me out. And that's this whole movie was just this this trio of people uh being stalked by Slenderman. So so you would say that this movie actually scares you? It makes me uncomfortable. To an extent. To an extent, okay, correct. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, so, Spooky fans, if you guys have never actually heard of Slenderman or anything like that, um, do check out this movie. It actually is a, a really neat insight of it, too. We ended up watching it on demand. Yes. Uh, off, off of Xfinity, Comcast. But a little backstory of it. So Slenderman is actually a fictional supernatural creature that was created, um, like Quincy said, on the internet. Uh, around 2009, he's your he's he's your creepy looking creature of a of a really tall, slender guy, pure white skin, like pale white skin, in a suit that kind of looks at you like Michael Myers style, all the way from like the forest and stuff, you know, or, and he has or no from a really big distance. Features. Yeah, he has no face, no nothing at all. Um, and apparently, you know, he drives you insane or kind of. Comes at you. So I think the original story was he kidnapped children. Was the original thing as he was found was, in pictures? Yeah, cause, and because that was what was made into the game of it, right? Yes, like the oh computer my God, game. That yeah, game was great. Oh my god, I know my nephews actually played that game a lot. 
Yeah, now when I watch it, I can't help but think of the the mod that somebody did, and instead of the camera glitching out and Slenderman just creepily walking up to you, you can hear him coming because he's just going, give me $20, give me $20. (laughs) (laughs) So, interesting fact, though, about Slenderman, about this creature and stuff, that actually a lot of people have given it, like, so much power for, it was inspired by the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, neither did I. Um... But I just found that. But yeah, he uh, he ended up using a lot of the writings of H.P. Lovecraft to create this creature. Interesting. Which is really interesting because, again, the H.P. Lovecraft stories usually harbor a lot of fear and a lot of new, or a lot of horror stuff has come from that writing. Or a has lot has been from inspired. Those, those stories. My favorite video game. Which one? Uh, Fallout. There are sections of it inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. Ooh. Yeah, there's like a whole little side story um, that spans Fallout 2 and or three and four, that has Lovecraft entries to it. Wow. Yeah. Well, a little bit about this movie, too. Uh, so it's this reporter and her gang, um, I guess her producer and the cameraman. Yeah. And they're investigating... The first photographer. Photographer, that's right. I forgot. My, my apologies. Uh, and they're pretty much investigating a missing family disappearance where... They were suburban family that went missing. And I really liked the setup for this, uh-huh. that the reason they're at the house in the first place is they're covering foreclosures and what the families leave behind. And they show up to this house, and it's like they just left suddenly, like very Mary Celeste style. Yeah. Just, just everything's there. Food I mean, on the, the table. The coffee's still warm kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it follows. It's Sarah is the reporter photographer's name is milo and then their producer is charlie um and it follows them as they go to the this house and they're like oh this is kind of weird they find tapes and charlie uh charlie's new milo doesn't like him well yeah of course because i mean he likes sarah yeah so he ends up investigating and a lot of the film is him looking into the tapes of the family and kind of starting to see this this person that the 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 main dad i guess dan yeah is, dan is looking for you know and uh this crazy person and again it's they don't refer to him as slender man but they refer to him as the uh the ghoulish creature dan's friend yeah kind of is what dan's wife and calls so him. yeah and again and that's what the whole basis of the movie is all about and them trying to survive and trying to, to do everything um big time spoiler alert i guess toward the end of the movie i mean i'm sure you would figure does everybody die does everybody not die what happens? I mean, he had a good idea of trying to stop it. Yeah. You know? You, you find the... It's very much like... Um, you find the source, you chop it off. find the source, you chop, you chop the head off. Yeah. I miss movies like this. You know, so do I. There's something about that, like, 2000... I want to say 2009 to 2013. Mm-hmm. Those horror movies, there was something special about them. Right? Um, Grave Encounters. Oh, that was Great a good encounters one. Encounters too. Oh, man, those ones freaked us out that night. I remember we watched those at like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, they're really good, and it's it's something. It's like found footage, but there's also a there's something different about them. The one movie we watched a couple months ago, the Hotel Abaddon. Yeah, that was a good one. It's something about the independent. I guess there's not like a big production behind it. It's very bare bones. Yeah, and I I think sorry, I don't mean to cut you off here, but I think it's because of the fact that we can also try to possibly our brains automatically relate to this is something that is true this is something that could be them because yes. we're not seeing all those big spectacles of everything we're not seeing that big budget of the movie it's yes. just a person with a camera another perfect example vhs yeah low production Parano- value paranormal activity yeah 
it it was that genre. I I want to say found footage, but it's just like low budget done in a good way. Yeah, exactly. Because they weren't trying so hard, and it it works. It, it does. It really does work. And but the only other bad thing about that is again, like I was saying, it didn't. It either feels like it's inspired by true events, or it does feels end real. up inspiring true events. And what I mean by that is that, okay, so when the Slender Man story and everything came out, again, like I said, everybody, it was a fictional character, a fictional movie, or a fictional game horror character. But people were taking it to the, so much of an extreme, such as the Slender Murder stabbing in uh, May of May 31st of 2014. And I don't know if you guys know about the story or not, but it's really, like, it, it's crazy. And there's actually a documentary about it on TV, too, um, that was, I believe it's called Slender Man. The, the story on something? I think so. Uh, I'll have to look that up. But, <clears throat> yeah, the Slender Man stabbing. But what it, what the story is pretty much about is these two um, girls from Wisconsin, these two 12-year-old girls, were believing the story so much that they ended up murdering people or stabbing their friend. Yeah, they lured her into the woods and killed they, her. They lured her into the woods and killed her and ended up stabbing her 19 times. Like, what the hell? And they were like... 13, 14, I think? No, they were 12. 12 year old girls. 12. They were 12 year old girls. And the reason for that is because they said that they truly saw Slenderman. They said that they truly saw Slenderman and they truly thought that, that Slenderman was going to take them away and grant them like their wish or whatever they wanted. But the only way for him to do that was to kill someone. Here's the deal. Here's the thing. If someone or something, especially a tall, faceless man, comes out of the woods and is like, hey, do this and I'll grant your wish, it's not going to happen. Right? If anybody ever says they can grant you a wish, immediately say no. Immediately. Exactly. There's always a monkey paw situation to it. You're going to wish for world peace, and you know what world peace is going to be? The world's going to explode, and it's going to be in pieces. Oh, yeah. So. Um, do you know the, the verdict of, of what? Because, I mean, the girls were, were caught. They ended up getting. They're both in prison, aren't they? No, they're not. They were both found not guilty by plea of insanity. They're out on supervision. Wow. Yeah, they are, and they already got charged for first degree and second degree murder, so they can't be double charged again. Double jeopardy. Yep, exactly. So. Double jeopardy. So, but yeah, I mean, but that's what's crazy is that, you know, movies like these bring out that fear and everything else. But again, I, I feel like it has that true that true factor to it because... Where did you think of this? I know it says... I know he was like, oh, I was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft stories. But what else brought that, that inspiration yeah. on, you know? Because, okay, I'm not even going to lie to you. I believe in a lot of the supernatural stuff. I believe in, in strange creatures out there and everything that goes bump in the night. Yeah. I really do. But also I look at the... The... Um, the, the possible factors of what it could actually be before jumping straight to the supernatural? See, and I, my thinking is, is I think of it, what inspired these things? Mm -hmm. Like what, because we all have a, I had a coworker a long time ago who told me when we're born, babies only have two fears. Loud noises and falling. Okay. And it kind of stuck to me. And then I've been on the internet for so long that people are like, you know, all cultures have this, the same kind of monsters that they're scared of. Yeah. What has inspired those? Like, what is true it? events? Yeah. Like what? But I mean, Freddy Krueger was ba is based off true, true, true things. Yeah. But like, we're all scared of pale people with dark eyes. Like, 
it, it's, it comes from your dreams. It comes from the, the, the unknowing of it. Because, again, when they say that you dream, your, your mind retains all that information, right? Mm-hmm. So when you dream of a person that you say you've never met before or anything, well, you actually have. You've seen their face before. You know their features or anything else. It's when you don't see the face and when you don't know the features of a person, that's when, like, okay, how did my mind create this? My mind saw this somewhere and blocked it out. Oh, true, because our brains are unreliable narrators. <clears throat> I, I, pretty much, I guess, as yeah. we narrate this this podcast. Yeah, as we narrate the movie that we haven't even talked about what's actually happened in the movie yet. <laughs> well, I mean, no, we've talked about it again with our snack episode here. We're talking about, of the movie, not yeah. just fully about the movie. But anyways, so, I mean, pretty much throughout the movie, Milo is looking at these, um, these films and seeing everything like that happen, and he ends up being targeted himself. Um... From this slender creature, from he, Slender Man, he welcomes it in, <clears throat> pretty much unintentionally. And, and as y'all know, a lot of a lot of stuff when you welcome it in, it's you open a door, and it's not just you looking in; something's also looking back at exactly. you. Exactly. So, if you use a Ouija board, which we do not allow in this home, <laughs> um, you always have to say goodbye. You have to turn it off. You have to you shut have that to close. door. Yeah, I mean, there's no way I can but that's back. what it is. What? That's what it is about this movie. And it follows mm-hmm. is not only is it a relentless, constant following thing trying to murder you. Mm-hmm. There's no way to turn it off. There's no way to stop it. It comes at you no matter what. Yeah, no, that's very true. There, I mean, and it could have already been something that was alive so long that people may not remember now how to stop it. Exactly. You know, or or what to do. The only other thing that I would say to stop it would just be. I mean, Dan had a good idea, kind of. Was trying to just burn the rest of the tapes and hide them and everything. I mean, I would have tried to gotten. I would have probably burned them, but again, you probably don't think about that until the very end when you're about to die. This, I, I keep saying it follows. That I just thought about it because the end of this movie, we we start the beginning of the movie with a scene. This is what I was going to tell you about of a girl and a guy running through the woods, mm-hmm. being chased by a guy in a suit, Slenderman. Yeah. And throughout the movie, I'm like, okay, who are those two people? They never brought them up again. Yep. And at the end of the movie, uh-huh. after everything is over, we see Dan and Rose Whitlock, the the original victims. They're talking about this camera that they found. At a garage sale. At a garage sale. And Dan says, oh, it was just some art project. It was some kids running through the woods chasing a guy in a suit. And as he pans down, there's a tape on the floorboard, and it has the slender, I'm going to call it the Slenderman marking, yeah. that we see throughout this movie. It's a circle with an X through it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it follows, it's like an infection. Yeah, exactly. They, somebody has recorded it and passed it on. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, kept it, it alive. It's the whole stories of the ring. I mean, throughout so much cinematography movie styles, there's been those stories of passing it along. Hell, there's the, the Dybbuk box from The Possession. Mm-hmm. There's uh, The Ring. Uh, from the with movies, the tapes. Yeah, yeah, with all the tapes, there's, uh, I mean, there's just a bunch. Cursed objects exist. They really do. James they Dean's really, car. They really do. Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll. I mean, that's inspired several movies, several big things Annabelle. about it all. Annabelle. I mean, hell yeah, Annabelle. Like that's just a huge one right there in itself. Um, there was a mirror that I remember that it's in the oddity shop in Vegas, but I don't remember what it is. You're supposed to like see yourself dead or oh. something, and then you actually start to die. It's weird. Um, from the the guy that uh, does Ghost Hunters, Zach Baggins. It's yeah. in his museum. Yeah, I can't it's, remember it's in the... his museum, but I can't remember what it is. But uh, but yeah. So 
overall, I would say this movie as I would actually say this is a good movie. This is a B style movie, folks. But definitely something you can watch if you're just wanting, if you're feeling that uh that true, not true, but um real tape feel, I guess. Yeah, like if you want a good found footage, because yes. I think the the found footage coming from major studios, they don't. They try too hard, I think. Like, Cloverfield was really good, but it's technically a found footage. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Quarantine is found footage, but it's it's so overproduced. I want a low-produced found footage, Death of a Ghost Hunter. Oh, that was a good one. If, folks, if you haven't seen that one, that, that, that was a good one. Also, to tell you how much of a nerd I am, because I pay attention to weird little details in the movie, uh-huh. when this started, I was like, I wonder where this is set. So when it starts, um, Milo is following Sarah around. He's a creepy stalker. And he pick, he sees her on a street called Dustin Allen Lane. And I was like, I wonder where that street is. I looked it up. It's in Ventura, California. Okay. Well, this is set in Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, Charlie is from Boston. Right. And then they drive all the way to Denver. Or not Denver. They drive to Colorado. And I was like, hmm, where is this? Re- like, what is the truth? Where was this really filmed? I don't know. It was one of those weird I things like, I noticed. Okay, I had to look it up. Your, your things of reference. I've, I I don't know. I got lost on you right there. I'm like, okay, what is your point on this? There wasn't a point. There wasn't a point. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but Spooky fans, um, if you do have On Demand, if you do have Comcast Xfinity, or even check it out on YouTube. I think it's on there. Uh if you're interested in the true story about those two girls that ended up stabbing that other, uh, the third friend. girl, their friend, um, there is a movie that was inspired by it that came out in 2018 called Terror in the Woods, and it's all about the trial. It's pretty much about the whole thing. It's like a documentary portion of it, and it kind of goes into more aspects of the movie The Slender Man. But what, what would you rate the, the movie that we saw, The uh, Always Watching? This is a four for me. A four, four for victims. You? Yeah. See, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, this one is a three for me. Like I said, it's good. It's but I just know a lot of people don't like that found footage style film sometimes. Yeah. And I have to be in the mood for it because sometimes when I'm watching it, it kind of goes all over the place, and you're just like, oh my god, get to your point or you yeah, know, stop moving because I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> I just find them but, like like I said, this era of horror movie, I find them very charming. Same, you know, very very much so. Same. Um. But yeah, remember? But, oh, there's one more movie that was in the same vein that we watched called Jerusalem. Oh, it was Jerusalem spelled with a Z. Yeah, Jerusalem Z. That's what it, yeah. that's what it's called. Oh, it was so good. That one's actually really good too. I like well, that. I like well, you know. Okay, speaking fans, as you're probably already listening to this episode too, you're probably like, man, Ruben likes all these movies. And see, normally <laughs> it's me that likes everything. <laughs> um, but horror is my jam. You know, I love this. But yeah, no, definitely check this movie out. Give it a good, give it a good feel. You know, the ending's gonna, the, the ending, ending's gonna throw you for a little loop. Yeah, you know, I yeah. think that would be good for for a snack. So since we're not going in depth with the movie, yeah, the ending is what gets you because you're like, yeah. wait, what? Uh huh. Very much so. And if you guys need other um, incentive to watch the movie, Milo, the person that plays Milo, you'll actually know him. He is, he's, I would say he's a big actor. Yeah. Yeah, you would say so too. Yeah. Okay. He's been in a lot of stuff. <laughs> The person that plays Milo is Chris Marquette. Uh, he was in Fanboys. He was uh, in Just Friends, uh, Freddy vs. Jason, 
He's one of those actors that you you know his face, but you don't know his name. True, yeah. If you see him, you're like, I know who that is. That's that guy from this movie. Very much so. So, yeah. No, but check him out, Spooky fans. Go go, uh, go, take a look. There was one other thing I wanted to say about this movie that I, I was like... Oh, yeah, hmm, go for it. That's funny. So, people get marked by Slender Man when he's coming for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Milo gets it on his collarbone, and Sarah gets it on her wrist. Yep. And Charlie, hot Charlie, is... He has it, like, right on the V-line on his abs, and I was like... Y'all did that on purpose, didn't you? So he would be shirtless, and you could zoom in on him shirtless. I'm not mad at it. I'm here for it. I think it's great. But I thought that was really funny. That was a little thing I noticed. I was like, huh? Nice. I mean, I guess that is the pattern. I mean, if there's more people, maybe then one would be on the neck or something? On the leg? Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Somebody gets on their scalp like a ringworm. Oh, that would, <laughs> that would look so bad. Look so, so bad. But, yeah. But, yeah, I can't that's, really think of anything it. else. That's really, all like, I said, like I said, folks, this, this movie is more of a, a visual one that you got to watch versus us really telling you the story. Watch the windows. But, yeah, watch the windows. Watch behind them. Watch, pretty much just keep an eye out for the... Don't look at the people. Look at the look at the, look surroundings. At the surroundings. Yeah, check out those surroundings because it's like I said, it's relentless and it's behind you, but you don't see it. So let me ask you this, Clint Q. If somebody were to tell you that this was a true story and this really did happen, would you believe them? I don't know. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but, yeah. There are some stories that I believe in that are supernatural. Slenderman's not one of them. Oh, okay, okay. Black-eyed children. Yes. Very much so. The Men in Black? Yes. They're listening now. <laughs> I fully believe in both of those. Um, skinwalkers? Correct. Oh, 100%. Same with me. Those exist. Yeah. Uh, but Slenderman? I don't know. No? Too far? Yeah, I think there's it's something about the, the, it getting its life on the internet that's like, mm-hmm. eh. I don't know. Does it seem so real? But then it get, I also believe it might get more power because it's spread on the internet. Yeah. See, because, okay, do you remember that movie, um, Truth or Dare? Yes. With uh, Tyler Posey? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that that was that was a, an ancient demon that was trapped in a jar. Yeah. And it ended up becoming viral on the internet. You remember? Yes. <laughs> I was like, you gave, you're giving me that look of confusion, like... I don't know what he's talking about. I'm, I'm just going to say yes to shut him up. I had to think about it, yeah. Because I, I, I remember the people that were in the movie, and I remember parts of it. Remember they gave, they had that really big smile thing whenever they got possessed? Yeah. Yeah, so. But other than that, I really can't think of anything else. Uh, like I said, I give this one a three. And which is really cool, because Google and everybody else, like Rotten Tomatoes and everything, kind of gives it a, a 4.8, a 5 out of 10. Really? So it's like right in the middle. It got yeah. more than the actual Slenderman movie that came out. <laughs> before because the other one was like one star i feel like there were a bunch of slenderman movies that came out all at once yeah and it was just just, i mean everybody was riding the wave usually what happens with the movies yeah yeah all right spooky fans well don't forget to uh thank you for joining us here at the concession stand while we wait for our popcorn and our drinks to get to the real movie um join us again in a little bit to uh talk about the full movie and next week i believe it's gonna be quinn's Full movie? Yes. Yes? Oh, you're um, so excited. I have two movies. Oh, snap. That are in my mind. Um, and I will give a hint. Ooh, ooh, I like hints. Um, it's a band. There's a band called Ice Nine Kills. So look up Ice Nine Kills. Not of the Living Dead. 
No. <laughs> Not even close. Um, they have written two songs. Okay. Uh, they actually have a whole album about horror movies. And two of their songs have inspired me to make choices. So I have two movies picked out that I haven't decided which one I'm going to pick yet. Are you talking about live choices or just the movie choices? The movie choices. Oh, okay. Not live choices. I was going to say, I don't know. I'm just making sure. <laughs> cool. Well, then I've decided I to go to a summer camp and kill people. Hey, you heard it here, folks. First here, folks. I can't talk. But uh, Camp Airwick, here I come. <laughs> All right, spooky fans. And uh, as always, don't forget, don't forget stay, stay spooky. spooky.